Que lo que hay, mi gente. Welcome to Let's Hablar Solita Podcast, brought to you by Hablemos Productions. Vamos a hablar de todo sin filtro. Let's talk without a filter. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Hablar Solita. Happy New Year. Today, we're going to be discussing Griselda, the Netflix series that recently came out back in January 2024. So the reason why I'm not having an actual video video is because I've been under the weather, have not been feeling my best, trying to get back into that groove, but I also don't want you to see a completely like hot mess version of Maya ladies. You've seen the casual side, you've seen the dolled up side, but you have never seen me when I'm not feeling at least 95%. So that's why it's just going to be an audio thing. But please stay tuned. I have a lot to say about the Griselda series on Netflix. Also, just know that this is commentary. This is not something that I know to be true. If I'm being quite frank, I don't spend a lot of time of learning about narcotraficantes and the industry. No me llama la atención. It doesn't call to my attention. But I did want to discuss this Netflix series. There was a lot of things that were controversies that were being said. There's now lawsuits that are being done, but I think a lot of it has to do with interpretation, right? So kind of like this, this is commentary. This is how I interpreted the show, what I thought was good, what I thought was bad, things like that. But I know that there's other people that will have different opinions and your opinion is valid right? You have the right to your opinion. You have the right to feel however it is that you want to feel. But this is mine. So first things first, Griselda Blanco was born February 15th, 1943 in Cartagena, Colombia. She was known as La Madrina, which means the godmother. I want to start off by saying that the Netflix series did not paint her as a hero which is something that I truly enjoyed. Oftentimes we'll have families get involved with these series that we see either on Netflix, Hulu, or any other streaming service. And they always paint this perfect, beautiful picture of the person, which granted, they tienen su gracia y a veces tienen su desgracia, right? They have their grace and they also have their moments of pure hell. So I don't want everyone to think that this particular um, show is just all, you know, bad and no good. That there's nothing that came from this that was that was just, I don't know how to say it. Like, it, no era algo que, que se tiene que, que glorificar, right? This isn't something that you glorify. This is something that was serious. And there was a lot of people who lost their lives. Um, at the hands of the Madrina. Now, I will say that my, Michael Corleone, que es el hijo de Griselda Blanco, dijo en La Gordo y la Flaca, which is a, a program. I'm not going to say what platform that program's on because I will no longer support that particular network um, due to reasons that are personal to me. So he said that they called her, uno de sus primeros apodos, one of her first nicknames was La Muñeca de Porcelana. I have never heard of her being called La Muñeca de Porcelana in my life. I'm 32 years old. That's never something that I heard her be called. La Muñeca de Porcelana is La Canción de Candy Lover 89. 
Okay, I don't know where he got that from or qué clase de información le dijeron, porque era muy pequeño cuando su mamá comenzó la industria. So he was really small when his mom started the industry. I don't know who told him that that was his mom's first nickname or why they said that, but I've never heard her be called that ever. So moving along from that, I'm glad that they did not paint her as a hero. The music for me was a 10 out of 10. Wardrobe, 10 out of 10. The hair, in my opinion, was an 8 out of 10. I think that with the men's hair, they played it really safe um, versus what it was like back in the 80s and 70s. Um, but that's just my opinion, right? So that's neither here nor there. The story starts off with Griselda, who's played by Sofia Vergara, fleeing from Colombia with her three boys. You see, she basically... She, her husband was in the business with his brother and he had a couple bad deals and the way that his brother would forgive his debt was a night with Griselda. So, básicamente la vendió a su hermano. Basically, he sold her to his brother in a sense to pay off his debt. And, you know, she she does say in, in there, not the correct verbiage, but she says, you know, like, if you would have listened to me, the plan would not have failed. So from what that tells me is she was trying to tell him how to run the business and he wouldn't do exactly what she said. So then the things didn't turn out the way that they planned and it would be loss of business, um, loss of merca, maybe la loss of plata. We don't know. Um, but basically it would cause him to be in debt with his brother. So in order to be free of those debts, Griselda had to spend a night um, being essentially assaulted by her brother-in-law. Look, she unalived her husband in Colombia. Allegedly, she unalived him um, and then fled from Colombia to Miami, but she fled with her three eldest children and a kilo of Coke. So a brick of Coke after she had called one of her friends that was already in Miami and told her, look, this and this happened. I got to get out of here. I got to get my kids out of here. I need a place to go. And her friend said, Hey, come to Miami, stay with me. I'll help you with a job at my, I think it was like a travel agency. Um, at my travel agency and, you know, and so you can get on your feet. Great. So Griselda leaves with her three boys, goes to Miami, Florida, for those who don't know, Miami, Florida, and with her three boys and the, the pound of, of Coke. Um, so also for just like retrospect, one pound of Coke is not it's, it's not what, how they would say it in Spanish. In, San, in Spanish, they would say un kilo de coca, which is two pounds of coke. So she had a kilo, which was two pounds of coke in reality. Um, now, I do just want to say that when someone helps you out as a friend, we want the full story, right? We want to know what do we help you with? How can we help you? What do you need help with? 
we also want to know if we're going to be put in danger. And when someone has drugs or any type of narcotic and they're going to be trying to sell it behind your back and they're staying in your home and they're trying to do it from your place of business, that becomes a liability for you as their friend. So I have always told my niece, um, you know, when she when you have a car and you're driving, know who your friends are, know what they carry with them, because you could be driving a car, you guys get pulled over and they have something on them that's not yours, but you're driving the vehicle. So you're going to be seen as guilty if they try to hide it in your car. So just always have that in mind. And my niece, I mean, she's young. I think she thinks that I'm just paranoid. But no, I see a lot of patrol um, on reels and stuff like that. I see how stuff works. I, I've, <laughs> I know a lot of police officers. I've known law enforcement. Oftentimes when they leave something in the vehicle, it's because they're going to use it for something bad, right? They are going to try to sell it. They have it because they're carrying it with them. And then if you get caught, it's in your car. You're the owner of the vehicle. If you say you own everything in that car, you're going to be the one that's in trouble. So just, you know, it's basically the same premise when you're operating a business or when you have a home and someone lives with you and or is working from your place of business and someone comes and finds something and they ask you, right? They're going to ask you because you are the person who either owns that home or owns that business. You are seen as responsible. So as a friend, I think that that was pretty shitty in my point of view of Griselda to not at least give her a heads up that, hey, yo vine con este kilo de coca and I'm going to try to sell it to live my life. Um, she did not give her that heads up. That was a complete blindside for her friend. Um, I also just want to say that I don't think she wanted out of the lifestyle that she had previously, because when you're going to run away from somebody, I'm running sin zapatos. Like I'm not going to stay and go back after I unalived my husband and wait for his narcotraficante brother to come get me and come search for the kilo that I took with me. Like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to go far, far away and you'll never see me again. That's pretty much my train of thought. Pero ay, 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 ay. In this series, they show how she was seen less by men in the business. And I do understand it's a very male dominant business. Um, they saw her as just like a loud mouth. And she did try to do all that she could to be respected. And I mean, it's not, no por, no es por nada. You know, she did have a lot of, um, a lot of good ideas for the business. And I know that, that sounds really, really bad. But I mean, it, it is what it is, right? I can't say that she was stupid. She was not. She was very calculated, very, 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 very intentful with what she was doing and where she wanted to go. That's at least my opinion from watching the series, right? And reading articles, only someone who's calculated would be able to do what she did. And that's just, again, my opinion. This is all commentary. I don't want to get sued. She was forced 
to try to please men to get an inch. And it almost felt like she was feeling out one point. I try so hard to take one step forward only to be thrown like 10 steps back, so to speak, which I completely understand, right? I, I get it. I get it. it. It's it's a lot. I understand it. But at the same time, like this, it's not like you're selling chiclets. You know, you're not selling dulces. You're, you're selling narcotics. And for you to really expect that you're going to be given this major um, lifestyle in one hit, um, that business is just going to come to you because you're smart and because you know what you're talking about is it's a little far-fetched. But I mean, I understand her frustration. Um, when she organized essentially like the bottom feeders, which are the people who work for the top guys, and she told them, you know, like that we're, we're going to take over this business. We're going to get respect. This is our business. We're going to do this. That's kind of essentially when everything changed because the bottom feeders basically organized almost like in a union type thing. And they, they were behind her. They backed her. That was the only way that she was able to really move forward in the game, at least in my opinion. Um, but prior to that, Dario, which was like her second husband, essentially, um, he's the father of her youngest child, Michael Corleone. Um, he, he was the right-hand man of her brother-in-law whom she was forced to sleep with. And he ends up unaliving his boss when she is being assaulted again by her brother-in-law. Um, and he becomes her right-hand man, her head of security. So... The, I mean, the business was booming for her. They ended up falling in love and getting together, becoming man and wife at some point. And that's when, you know, she has her fourth child. That's one thing I will say, too, because I've been re-recording this a couple times because I've been feeling under the weather. That en Gordo en la Flaca, Gordo dice que es uno de tres hermanos, Michael Corleone. No, he's not one of three brothers he's one of four brothers um there's more than three boys that griselda blanco had um three were prior to him and the other three were all assassinated his older brothers and he is the only living son based off of the information that i was able to gather on her um so I just think that that's something that I wanted to, I really wanted to just kind of um, clarify because El Gordo really did, he did F up on that part. He, he really, really did. He, he, I don't know, que pensaba él, que, que no nos íbamos a dar cuenta de que lo dijo mal, pero sí lo dijo mal. Y yo soy la primera en decirte que lo dijiste mal. Um, you know, she... She was someone who was ruthless. I don't want people to think that I'm going to to make her sound like this hero. 
either. No, she's not. I'm glad at the fact that they didn't make her sound like a hero because she was ruthless. She did not care. She she passed away in 2012 in September. And just to, to kind of give people more of an understanding. She had... Oh, sorry. I was wrong. So it, it was Uber, Dixon, and... Oh, no. I was right. So she she had three boys prior. Uber, Turgio, Dixon, Turgio, and Osvaldo Turgio. Those were her three eldest sons. For El Gordo, si me estás escuchando, um, te equivocaste. Y yo quería asegurar que te ubiques. Uno de, <laughs> anyways, um, one of the TikTok creators that I, I truly enjoy watching his stuff. I really find him profound. And I love the fact that his activism is always about the people, especially when it comes to Latinx community and Latine community. And Carlos Eduardo Espina from TikTok, he did mention his disappointment of the fact that this series was in English. I was not disappointed that it was in English and Spanish. To me, this was the best way that they could combine Spanglish. But I understand his point. And the reason why I'm jumping to that right now is because when you watch it, I don't think it will be a difficult um, show to watch in the aspect when it comes to language because it's in Spanglish. And I understand that the disappointment comes is is that we always have to assimilate for, for people in the U.S., in the States to be able to understand us and to be able to watch our shows. And that's not fair. The lack of representation is very real. The lack of understanding that Latino stories matter and that our stories are important, that is very real. There's a lack of disconnect there. It's not... It, there's not any type of of equality when it comes to Latino stories and when it comes to to our experience, right? So I just want to say that I understand where he was coming from. But the reason why I say for me, I enjoyed the fact that it was in Spanglish is because Yo hablo los dos idiomas. I speak two languages. I speak Spanish and I speak English. I speak Spanglish. And for me, to watch Griselda and if I have to go out of the room and get something and I can hear it, I'm not going to have any difficulty if they switch languages. That's the reality for me. But there are people who are going to have that difficulty, such as the people who maybe who don't speak English. And when they're speaking Spanish, they understand. But when they speak English, se pierdan. You know, I get that part, too. I understand it. And the reality is that Griselda Blanco did not speak English. She did not speak English. She only spoke Spanish. Um, I think that that's something also that I needed to take into consideration when I was thinking of the language that you know, part that disappointed him. But at the same time, I grew up in a household where I spoke both English and Spanish. My mom spoke English and Spanish. My grandma only spoke Spanish and my dad only spoke English, even though he was Puerto Rican. It was 
his way of growing up, they were very much, you're going to speak English. So my dad didn't learn Spanish when he was growing up. That's not his fault. But in my household, because my grandma who cared for us while my mom was working or where my tias were working, it was always Spanish. Nunca ingles. So we had to kind of learn how to communicate with my grandmother. Um, that's just on a personal note for me. So I understand his disappointment. Do I think that he has a valid point when he says that this should have been in Spanish? Yes, especially since all of the actors speak Spanish, right? Because we have um, Sofia Vergara, who we all know speaks Spanish. We also have Alberto Guerra. Um, we also have Cristian Tapón and um, Martin Rodriguez. We all know that they speak Spanish. The one who I'm not so sure speaks Spanish because she's not really Latina is Vanessa Ferlito. Um, that's because she's actually Italian, who she's played a Latina many times. But let me get back to where I was when I was talking about Dario. So Dario becomes her, her husband, her head of security, and her partner. He and, and she have a child together, which ends up being Michael Corleone, and they essentially work well together. But the problem with Griselda is I feel like her, it's not even so much her ambition it's not even so much her need to provide for her children at this point. It's more so greed than anything else. It has really taken over from what I can see on this show. Again, this is commentary. This is opinion-based. Do not come at me. Estos comentarios es opiniones. No es algo que yo sé que es un realidad 100%. Entonces no vengan por mí. Um, I, I think that that's where... For me, this, he, you know, he was really upset with Griselda when years went by because he's like, hey, like, we have to think of the kids. Like, you have to think of your kids. You can stop now. Like, you can stop doing what you're doing, the business. You can, you know, leave it all behind. Let's just be us, be a family. And she's like, no, like, I know I'm not going to stop. I need to provide for my family. I need to do this. I need to do that. So I could see where he wanted to kind of leave the business and where she wanted to stay. And that was a, a friction in their, in their, um, their relationship. And eventually Dario leaves and he takes his son with him. And I'll get into that in just a second, but I am going to take a break and shift over to casting. So casting. Alberto Guerra was actually not Colombian and he's not Mexican either. He is Cuban. I've seen him in Señor de los Cielos where he replaced Chema Vinegas, who was once played by Mauricio Ockman. Um, he was also in Guerra de Idolos and he was in Narcos as well. I, I enjoyed his his role here as Dario. The reason why I enjoyed his role here is because he played someone who he was in this business 
for a very long time. He was used to this business, but he saw something different in this woman and admired her for being who she is, but also wanted her to have a way out. So I really enjoyed that part. And I do enjoy the fact that Alberto Guerra was able to change his accent. Because um, when he speaks Spanish in telenovelas de Mexico, he has a Mexican accent, um, at least in my opinion. When he talked in Griselda, his accent did sound Colombian-ish. There were moments here and there where it kind of faded, but it was very slight. So it was kind of hard to detect, but I did catch it. Again, I'm just one of those people who <laughs> um, I can catch that. Then we have Cristian Tapón, who played Alberto um, Mesa. And he was actually in Reina del Sur. He played, like, I think it was El William or something like that. Uh, Willy. He was a FBI agent or CIA agent, something. He, he was a government official who was trying to get El Huero, El Huero Aguila, Huero Aguila, which would be like white eagle, um, to be an informant for the U.S. government against one of the narcotraficantes de Mexico, uno de los carteles de Mexico. So... Um, I, again, it was it was not surprising to see him play a show like this because typically he always does shows where there's something along these lines. And it was nice to see him in this show. I am sorry that he got unalived in the show, but hey, esas cosas pasan. Then there was Martin Rodriguez who played Revi. He is actually Argentino. They did not say if he was Colombian in the show. He's just there um i i've seen him in a lot of other shows he always plays the bad guy i never see him play the good guy now that i think of it i've never seen martin rodriguez play the good guy but que más da, right i can't really um speak on why he does that i i took acting classes and i graduated in theater so for me um, I graduated college with a theater degree. And for me, playing a villain was a lot more satisfying than playing the good person. But I think it's because you get to fully transform yourself um, into somebody different. So I can see where that, you know, that would be appealing possibly to him. But again, I don't know. And then we have Vanessa Ferlito. She is actually Italian, not a Latina. And the reason why I say, you know, she's Italian, not a Latina, and why I make that so, you know, I make that such a key point is because she's played in other shows and she's done other movies where she plays a Latina and she's not. She doesn't, I've never seen her really speak Spanish Spanish. Um, she is an Italian of uh, Italian ancestry. Um, I, you may recognize her as Roxana from Nothing Like the Holidays. I, I just wish that they would have casted somebody else to play her role. 
Um, but that's just me. I mean, her role was small here, pero no me gustó. I, I would have liked if they would have created another Latina um, cast member. And for those who were trying to watch this series to see if Carol G was going to have this big moment, she's only in it for about four episodes. She gets unalived in episode four. And a lot of her talking points were very small. I would love to see Carol G do something different and something bigger but unfortunately that's not what you're gonna see here but i will say her clothes were killing it and i liked her hair um now getting back to what i really 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 wish we would have when it comes to the industry i wish we could have something more different why do we have to have these cartel shows these narcotraficante shows why can't we have something different right like a big corporation or something like that where they're just killing the game in a way that's not actually like unaliving people you know um so that's just my opinion on what i would have liked to see them do instead of this project but i digress because Overall, I thought it was a good thing. I thought the fact that they didn't paint her as a hero, um, the fact that they did speak Spanglish, it was easier for me to understand the music, the the wardrobe, the hair, all those things, they were great. Um, I liked the fact that they kept it very true to the actual story of Griselda, in my opinion, from what we know, how ruthless she was, how calculated she was, how not unmerciful she was because as much as her children would like for her to be painted in a better light, that's just not reality. Um, you know, we got to be real and we got to keep it a hundred when it comes to who our family is. Even if our family is nobody, doesn't matter if you're a high profile or not, you got to keep it a hundred to who you are and to where you come from. Um, Pasa lo que pasa, tu familia es tu familia, tu sangre es tu sangre y hay que reclamarlo tal como es, oscuro o, o no, you know, so you have to be mindful of that. And for me, the they did fail in a lot of the accuracy towards Dario's death. Dario died from a hit that was done on him in Colombia. And this is based off of a news article. Okay. I'm not speaking to what, no, this is an actual news article. News article says that Dario died in his vehicle after having been pulled over for what he assumed was law enforcement, but it was not. They unalived him in his vehicle while his son was in the back seat. Para mí, yo creo que fue ella. En mi opinión, fue ella. 100%, pero tengo que decir, alegadamente, no lo fue. Ella es inocente hasta que se compruebe lo contrario cuando se trata de ese acta de violencia. So, for me, I think that she would be very capable of unaliving him in, um, in a moment to try to get her son back. Because of the fact that she was so ruthless and calculated. And I mean, she's innocent until proven guilty. I don't think that they were ever able to prove with certainty that she had hired that hit on Dario. But that is just what I know. 
Um, so him dying in casa y que llevaron al niño, no, that didn't happen. The articles don't say that. The articles, all of the news articles say that he was killed in his vehicle by men who were dressed as police officers while the son was in the back seat. Um, essentially, I'm not going to give up too much. Griselda does get caught. Um her sentencing gets reduced based off of a technicality and some very, 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 very bad and unethical practices. So, you know, it's, she finds out when she's in prison from what the show showed that her three eldest sons are deceased. They were all gone. Um, she, you know, she had to live with that. She had to live with the fact that now she has lost her children. But at the same time, she caused that because she stayed in a business for so many years. For so many years just for money and for power. I think she was tired of being stepped on as seen as less as a female. So she wanted to take the bull by the horns and lead. And I don't think she wanted to let that go in my opinion. And I, I could be, again, this is opinion based. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm, if I'm not, then so be it. But I honestly think that in this show, I like the fact that it's six episodes. It doesn't drag. It doesn't say that it's going to lead into another season. It doesn't say any of that. I like the fact that they didn't point her as someone to admire because she's not. Griselda Blanco in realidad fue una persona cruel. She didn't care whom she hurt. She even put in one of the, the episodes her son gets into an, an an issue at a club goes and seeks help from one of her men and he kicks him out of you know his yard and he punches him and he goes and tells his mom she orders a hit on him on the on her one of her own dudes one of her own security detail and the hit gets conducted when that happens he he's able to survive it but his son was was unalived in the in the process so she didn't care no lloró no mandó disculpas ni nada she was already far gone she was so into her own product and and mixing it with other narcotics that she didn't even realize what she had done she was betraying people that really had her back that would do anything and everything to make sure that she would never get caught she was betraying them even her best friend who she had gotten shelter from and who gave her employment when she first arrived to miami she tried to choke her because she said look a the police approached me they try to offer me a deal and she tried to choke her to death allegedly right this is something that we're seeing on the show and i don't know if that was in fact what really happened but do i believe it was possible absolutely so you see those things and in this show they show you the environment that she's in 
she's in this environment that's very chaotic, very hectic, very, it's very, um, how would you, how would you say it's a, it's like, um, it's very fantasioso. It's, it's everything she wants. She fantasizes on it and she wants it so bad. And for me, it's just, I don't understand how you can say that you love your children, but you put them at risk by having a career that you have. That's just my opinion. That's how I feel. I don't think that she felt any remorse for what she did. I don't. I don't feel that she had that. I think that there's a lot of times where people may say, oh, ya me arrepentí porque ya te cacharon, right? Like they already got you. So like you're going to feel some kind of guilt. Why? Because you got caught. It's not because you actually feel it because if you hadn't gotten caught, would you have continued or would you have stopped? Like, let's be real. <laughs> let's, let's be a hundred percent honest with ourselves here. Um, that's just how she was painted on here. And at the end, when she gets caught, you can see where she's just, she does not, it does not register that she is done in a sense to me. It does not register that she's done. Um, I think that she had aspirations to go back because even in, mind you, this is like my third or fourth time recording this um, because I've been under the weather. But even in La Gordo y La Flaca's, um, you know, interview, her son said that there was a point in time where he's like, um, you know, she she would go out with Waldespaldas. Waldespaldas is like bodyguards. Why did she need a bodyguard now that she was out? If she was out of the business, if you guys weren't these high profile people anymore, and now you guys were these everyday citizens, why did she need bodyguards? That's the part that got me when he, when he said that, because that means that when she got out of prison, she went back to doing what she was doing. In, a, in some sort of way, she went back to doing what she was doing and you want to try to cover it up, in my opinion, right? Because he said that I think that they were going to go somewhere or he said, let's take a drive or something and que ella no salía con sin escorta sin guardaespaldas. Guardaespaldas is security. It's like a security detail. So why would she need it if she had left prison, went back to Colombia and was going to live life like a regular person because at that point in time he was not anyone major he's not he wasn't someone who was in movies or in you know on on the um billboards or, or things like that come on now like why would you need it why because you know that you are either still going to be in that in that industry in some sort of way or you're afraid that someone will come after you because of what you've done. But then again, how do you pay those people? See what I'm saying? How do you pay those people for the work that they're doing when you're no longer in that industry? Do you have a regular job? How are you paying your espaldas? How are you paying your, your, your escortas? How are you doing that? If it's not with some sort of income, just, you know, just a, a thought, um, 
I think that there, the fact that this show was had no involvement from the family is what made it what it was, where it didn't paint her as this angel, where it didn't paint her as this hero, where it didn't paint her as this person who you have to idolize. Um, I think that that's the, the key part here was that she, she was not painted that way. I did not see her that way. I don't see her as like, oh yeah, I want to be like her. No, that's not it. I, I honestly think that the reason why that is, is because her son was not involved. None of her friends were involved. None, none of them were involved to a point where they were able to depict the story based off of what we know to be in news articles, what we know to be in the media that was, that was covered at that time in police reports. Um, and the reason why I think that that's different is because we've seen it before, right? With shows uh, on Netflix series such as Selena or the other shows in reference to Ginny Rivera. Ginny Rivera in the Univis uh, Univision um, uh, novela that they did for her. They made her look like she was this goody two-shoes, this preppy girl. And she was not. She was not a preppy girl and a nerd. She she hung out with the thugs back in Long Beach. So let's not, let's not, come on. Let's call it for what it is. Jenny Rivera was always Jenny Rivera. Now, did her life change when she had kids? Absolutely. Her life changed when she had kids. Did she, was she smart? Jenny Rivera was very smart. She she was someone who came from nothing and became somebody and ended up providing for her whole family. And that's a whole different topic. But I do think that her family having involvement in a lot of shows and a lot of projects that have to do with her life, they're going to paint her a certain way. They're going to paint her as this angel, this, this goody two shoes, this little nerd, this preppy kid, and she's not. Or Selena, they're going to paint the family as a good family, as a family que casi nunca se peleaban, um, una familia bien unida, una familia que tenía escrúpulos, que, que tenía morales. You know, they're going to paint those things for this family. But they're not going to show you that the really, 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 really dirty, 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 dirty laundry that they have as a family. They're not going to show that. Why? Because they don't want you to see that. They want you to see this beautiful mural that they have painted for their family and for this show they showed you the chaos they showed you basically what most people would say would be their worst nightmares right so I enjoyed that I enjoyed the fact that they did that that they separated from how someone in a family would envision their family member versus what other people who have been family members of the victims would see her. So I, I enjoyed that. And I appreciate the fact that Netflix did that with this series, but I do also want to say, and I want to make things clear. I do not think that we need to continue to make more shows of carteles, narcotraficantes, cosas de ese estilo. We don't need to continue to do those. If you have a series that, for example, El Señor de los Cielos, La Señora Cero, La Reina del Sur, stuff like that, those are series that we know 
that we love that have already been established for years. They have multiple seasons, countless episodes, many characters, and they're beloved, right? Not necessarily for the narcotics part, but because you've grown to like some of these characters. For example, Kate de Castillo plays Maria Teresa in La Reina del Sur. Rafael Amaya plays El Señor de los Cielos. Um, Cielas, perdón, Cielos. Um, he plays El Señor de los Cielos. And they, they're characters that you, you love, but you get frustrated with at the same time. So I completely understand those. What I want to see is a Latina boss. Why don't we have more shows of Latina bosses? Of Latinx bosses? For example, let's do one with a, a like a re- regular business, a construction business, an architect, or, or someone who has this huge law firm, or uh, a, 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 uh, publicity business or who has this this huge security firm where they you know contracts private security things like that why can't we have more representation in regular careers versus being a maid being someone's nanny being someone's um wife being someone's gardener being a narcotraficante un líder de, carte- de carteles you know so it's it's a lot for me when it comes to shows like this and i think that it's very important to have those things looked at and to have them really really dissected because representation is important. We're we're showing the next generation what capabilities you have when it comes to acting or what stories can be written. I would love to be able to see one day a story of someone who maybe is a a huge um media mogul and they have this huge company uh, of of so of media, whether it be a, a magazine such as People or something like that, and they're a Latina um, boss, a CEO, CFO, executive, something like that, instead of something like this. Even though I think they did well with this series, do I think that they should continue to make more series like this? No. Do I think that that there's better writing opportunities? Yes. Hopefully, I mean, if if they were to see one of the stories that I wrote in reference to a huge, powerful Latino man with his family who is very well educated, he's a lawyer, he's a a um a owner of his own firm, and he's super super rich, and his family is a normal family. They have other family members that are in law enforcement that have served their country. If they were to do shows like that, where it has a little bit of drama, I would support it. Why? Because I've written stories like that. And I hope that someone else could also have their stories, the ones that like I've wrote on TV, because it, it's important for us to have that representation to be normal, not to just be these We don't want to be how people perceive us. 
And when people have the nerve to say they are not sending their best, they are sending their worst to this country. And then we continue to put out shows like this, where they have, again, another female doing work as a narcotraficante, as un líder de un cartel, like that doesn't help the representation that people already have, the perception that people already have because someone who was so ignorant decided to open their mouth. Now, again, I like the fact that they did not paint Griselda as a hero here. I love that. I appreciate that. But I do want to call for more representation and normalizing Latinos, Latinx, Latine, Latinas in other roles of power, whether it be in the music industry, whether it be a construction company, whether it be a law firm, whether it be a fashion um, uh, uh, line or something along those lines, anything else that isn't narcotraficantes or carteles or in in trafico de armas like come on now we can do better it's 2024 get it together writers maybe you really need to take a maybe you need to ask pepe who's been working on sets and ask him what kind of stories do you want the world to know about your family do that. Why don't you ask the actual Latinos, the people that put money into these streaming services, into these platforms, and ask them what kind of stories that they want to see about their families? What do they want to see about their representation? I guarantee you that it's going to be more than just cartel shows or anything about narcotics. Anyway, if I had to rate Griselda on a 1 out of a 10, I would say that I would rate it at a 9 because I completely understand Carlos Eduardo Espina's point about it being in English. I don't think we have to assimilate to be able to get people to watch our stuff. But, but I enjoyed the fact that I didn't have to sit there the whole time that I could get up and walk out of the room and still understand exactly what was being said. So I'm just going to say on that, that I would give it a nine out of 10 because I had to take my personal feelings out of it. And I do know that there is a lawsuit right now that Michael Corleone, who is Griselda Blanco's youngest son, is doing against production and Sofia Vergara. I just want to say, I don't think it has any, any merit. I don't think that it's a valid suit. Why? Because you're suing because they didn't depict your mother in a certain way. But that's based off of how you feel about your mom. It's not about what they know to be true. So just have that in mind. Anyways, mi gente, next episode, we will be talking about Natalia Grace. She is the the little person who her adoptive family said that she was like a 30-year-old woman um, and we will also be discussing in the future Cat Williams. I'm trying to get as much information as I can about Cat Williams' claims on his most recent e- interview. If you have any thoughts and opinions on that interview, 
please let me know in the comments. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Thanks for tuning in. Adios, mi gente. Gracias, mi gente, for tuning in to Let's Hablar Solita podcast. Bendiciones siempre. Remember, aquí hablemos sin filtro. Bye.